Hi, you're listening to the HRD Live podcast. I'm Sam Alberti, reporter for HRD Connect, and I'll be your host. This conversation on preparing leaders for the future of work was recorded remotely during the coronavirus lockdown. And as a result, the audio quality may fluctuate slightly from time to time. Joining me for this episode was Dr. Sanjeev Kagram, Director General and Dean of the Thunderbird School of Global Management at Arizona State University. We discussed how the pandemic has accelerated some of the trends that have been emerging in the business world in recent years, what impact this has had on leaders, what organisations can do about this, and much more. Enjoy the podcast. Sanjeev, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, how are you doing? Great, Sam. It's great to be on the podcast, and I hope everyone is healthy and safe wherever they may be. Yeah, fantastic. Likewise, likewise. Um, So let's start off by talking quite broadly about the industry in general, because um, I feel like there's been quite a lot of dialogue lately about all the the new and unprecedented challenges and trends that organizations are facing. But I think in reality, you know, in in, in many cases, these aren't new challenges and trends at all. They're, they're, They're merely... Um, exacerbations of, of pre-existing issues. Um, so I just want to start off and talk about that a little bit. So could you just explain to me um, what you think these trends and challenges are that have been exacerbated by the pandemic and, and, and how this has come about? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm such an optimist, Sam, so I'm going to slightly reframe and say I see this as an acceleration of opportunities and possibilities. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> exacerbation sounds like it's all negative, but really what was going on for the last 10, 15 years is a massive transformation, as we all know implicitly, if not explicitly, in a range of technologies that has been bundled together in different languages, the fourth industrial revolution, industry 4.0, the fifth transformation, you name it. Basically, Mm. we're talking about AI, the internet of things, AR, VR, distributed ledger, blockchain, uh, you know, supercomputing, geoengineering, and one can go on about 12 major automation, of course, and robotics, advanced materials, 3D printing. And those, you know, the, the, you know, previous industrial revolutions, uh, you know, have really been driven by a single set of technologies or a single set of innovations. What we have now and we had prior to the pandemic is really an unbelievable range and depth and breadth of technological transformations happening simultaneously and interactively. And that was already well underway. And then the pandemic just put it on turbocharge. So that's really what's happened. And you know, we can jump into uh, examples whenever you're ready, but it's across uh, industries, across sectors. Um, every single CEO, C-suite, uh, governments, for that matter, even nonprofits are embracing what is also sometimes called the digital transformation. For us, it's not just digital, it's digital, biological, cyber. There's lots of different pieces to this. And it's not just changing industry, but it's fundamentally changing who we are as human beings and how we interact with one another. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you you mentioned at the start there that that this is ultimately an, an inherently positive thing, and, and I absolutely agree with that. But um, I suppose the well, exacerbation could I it, it can be a positive thing. Absolutely, it can be a positive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it can be a positive thing. Of course, so. yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, I mean, I suppose the um, you know, if you were to bring a negative angle into this, it would be that um because of, of the uh, of the drastic way in, in which things are accelerating, um, 
there is in, inherently more pressure put on leaders in terms of how to cope with it, with this change. So um, I, I just wanted to, to get you to expand on that a little bit, a little bit more. You know, from from your perspective, um, what impact, in a nutshell, does does this have on leaders in 2020? Absolutely. I mean, look, leaders right now, including myself. I mean, I run a, a global leadership management and business school, uh, and uh, you know, we're doing three jobs simultaneously. Uh, we are doing immediate micro and macro crisis management, right? Everything is changing in real time. Uh, we have, you know, uh, uh, health issues obviously are at the forefront, health and safety for all of us. Uh, but, you know, supply chain disruptions, um, you know, uh, uh, technological changes that are accelerating in competition, all those things. So that, that first piece, and then the second piece is we have to do our normal planning, budgeting, managing, you know, HR reviews, so forth and so on. And then third, really being able to pivot massively if we haven't already been uh, uh, doing that prior to the pandemic to this new world that we're living in. So, you know, it's simultaneously three jobs while uh, ensuring and supporting all of our teams to not only be resilient uh, to the, you know, sort of the emotional and psychological challenges that are happening, not just because of the pandemic, but other types of challenges out there in the world, uh, as well as uh, embracing and, and feeling empowered to be creative and innovative. So it's an incredibly difficult time uh, for senior leaders uh, in every sector, in every industry, certainly the education industry, but you name it. Uh, and of course, in, in government and civil society as well. I mean, you mentioned things there like uh, resilience, creativity, uh, innovation. Um, and that kind of brings me on to what was going to be my next question, which is um, what can leaders and organizations do about this? I mean, I think this is always going to be the obvious burning follow-up question that, that our listeners and readers are, uh, are going to want to hear about. So could you just expand a little bit more on those, those last points you were making there uh, in, in, terms of, um, in terms of how to cope with this? Yeah, look, first of all, and every great leader right now um, is making sure that she or he consistently without question, uh, prioritizes, reinforces health, safety, and well-being. And that's not just physical health and safety, but emotional, psychological, uh, even spiritual health and safety, well-being, because it's an incredibly tough time. You know, families are challenged, kids are home, um, you know, uh, parents and grandparents, uh, you know, everybody is mourning in one way or another the loss of you know, a graduation or being able to meet for birthdays or, um, you know, and even worse, job loss or job dif disruption, employment disruption, and at the, at the most extreme, of course, sadly, you know, sickness and, and potential death. So it's mm -hmm. an incredible time where people are fragile. And the major role of a leader is to support and be compassionate and empath empathetic to how difficult the circumstances are. And it's tough because that, you know, each of us as individual leaders are facing them, those situations, those circumstances, those feelings, those emotions ourselves, oftentimes um, those uh, direct impacts on our lives. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. uh, number two then is really being able to um, provide a set of you know, values and principles by which um, the leader is going to make decisions uh, during this extraordinary, you know, once in a hundred year pandemic, mm. right? Uh, and that's really critical because 
always, um, uh, you know, sort of staff and teams and employees uh, are looking for how are decisions being made. In the end, Sam, leadership is about decision-making, effective, clear, efficient, but also um, inspirational, uh, if possible, uh, decision-making, right? And mm -hmm. so what, what underlies that is a set of values and principles. And so leaders have to be even more crystal clear what are the values and principles that they are focused on and, and uh, drive their decision-making. Mm. Third is um, being able to see opportunities uh, in the midst of crisis and enabling all of their teams, their, their organizations to see that in fact, and to not only see, but to feel and to touch and to realize success in the midst of these challenges. Mm -hmm. And that is perhaps the hardest thing because you know many, many of us do have to, because of declining revenues or cash flow or whatever, you know, let people go or make other types of very difficult decisions. So that, that balance of being able to make hard decisions to mm -hmm. ensure the sustainability of our organizations while also creating a, you know, and, and, and infusing a growth mindset and a mindset of possibilism and optimism, that's perhaps the hardest thing. I mean, you've, you've spoken quite a bit there about a particular type of, of leadership style that, that needs to be implemented in order, to, in order to offset some of these seismic changes that organizations are experiencing. Um, I just wondered if you could expand a little bit, um, you know, from, from the organize, organization's perspective, um, how to enact this kind of thing. I mean, presumably this this ultimately comes down to, to leadership development. Um, so, so can you talk a little bit about that and particularly in the context of, a, of an increasingly virtual and, and digital world, um, how can this be yeah. done? Absolutely. I mean, look, you know, um, what was, you know, from our perspective, uh, what we saw, you know, like we are one of the top executive education providers uh, in the world. What companies did, and as we all did, we went remote uh, and companies, you know, basically paused all of their uh, training, learning, executive education programs because there was such a focus on face-to-face -face, um, opportunities for staff to be empowered, right? Mm -hmm. But in fact, what quickly people learned were two things, Sam. One was because of the move to a completely, maybe not completely for all companies, for, but for many companies and organizations, a dramatically different form of work uh, virtual, as you said, remote, distributed, decentralized, and so forth, that in fact, employees needed a whole set of new skills and fluencies desperately and quickly, right? That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, because of the, the, the lack of physical proximity, the interaction, you know, the water cooler talk and all the rest, mm -hmm. uh, employees, workers, staff, teams were desperate for connection. And so actually, um, we believe, and we've been very successful working with our partners and clients uh, to get them to be excited about uh, digital uh, training opportunities and ways for, for employees to connect around how to lead and manage in a virtual digital uh, world that we live in uh, with all the complexities of the pandemic around us. And it allows not only for those staff to be empowered, to be more effective, uh, in, in, for example, um, leading their teams that are distributed completely virtually and virtually never get a chance to, to meet in person, if at all. Uh, but also, uh, it gives them a, a, a kind of social connectedness 
that they're desperate and missing. We are all missing because of the lockdown and the, the shutdown uh, as a result of the pandemic. So, I mean, looking back a little bit then, so we, we've we've covered that there is there's clearly a particular leadership approach that's needed here. And then we've gone on to talk about how um, how a company can enact this in, in 2020 and how they can get the job done, essentially. So I'm interested to know in, in a hypothetical world, if, if these two things are executed to perfection, um, what kind of results can the organization expect to see, um, you know, on a purely organizational level, you know, is it retention, productivity, you know, you know, what, what are the key things from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, look, on the productivity front, we've seen it, you've seen it, you know, there's been dramatic actually either increases or at the very least maintenance of productivity, uh, which people were surprised about. Um, what we've learned is what, you know, certainly uh, future, you know, future gurus have been saying for a long time that if, folks are given flexibility and can work from home and can manage their schedules and so forth and so on, actually productivity may go up. And in fact, that is the case. But, you know, part of that has been a short-term bug in my view. Um, and, and, and the strains, you know, we're sort of into the kind of what I call the kind of the, the, the long haul now, right? <laughs> we had the first six to nine months of the crisis, right? Uh, and, and, and the pandemic and, you know, we have second waves and, you know, the future is uncertain. And so, you know, we're kind of in this liminal space, right, Sam? Mm -hmm. So success is certainly about retention, but it's beyond retention. It's pioneering when others retreat. It's pioneering when others retreat, pioneering innovation, mm -hmm. pioneering change, pioneering connectivity. That's what leaders, CEOs, um, you know, C-suites uh, and others really are looking for is you know, we can't stand still. No one can stand still. The disruption is massive and accelerated. I mean, you know, when you look at the, 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 the surveys of CEOs, they say, you know, in the last nine months, we've accelerated digital transformation, for example, somewhere between four and 10 years uh, in nine months, right? Four and 10 years. I mean, that's, that's incredible, right? <laughs> that leap, right? And so going back to the, to the, to your people inside your companies and organizations. That is dramatic transformation within the company at the same time that there's these dramatic transformations in society more generally, right? Mm. That's a lot of pressure on any individual uh, and the social systems that we all are part of, families, communities, and so forth. So that's why um, this type of leadership style, this type of approach, um, one that's deeply compassionate and empathetic and yet empowering and of, of every, every uh, employee to pioneer, to be innovative, to be creative, to drive forward uh, is, you know, incredibly difficult, but absolutely essential in today's world. Um, and you've already, um, you've already mentioned Thunderbird as, as one of the, the top executive education providers in the world. Um, so I just wanted to finish off, uh, finish off by, by maybe expanding that on, uh, on that a little bit. And, um, you know, maybe if you could explain to me how exactly Thunderbird can contribute uh, to the, to this quickly developing scenario, um, you know, in terms of um, in terms of enacting the the changes that we've already talked about. Well, this is where we're very proud. I mean, we undertook our own sort of digital transformation two and a half years ago, prior to the pandemic. Uh, we were very clear that uh, every industry, and certainly higher education, our own industry, uh, uh, was. Uh, ready, ripe, <laughs> already headed in this direction. Uh, and so 
every part of our curriculum from our uh, undergraduate programs and graduate programs, our work with women entrepreneurs around the world, including our executive education, we were undertaking an, a radical transformation. How was, what, in what ways was that? Every single program had elements of technological change, innovation, disruption, embracing complexity, all of these things in it in a powerful way, alongside a set of other very critical issues, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, sustainability, circularity, and you know, climate change. These dramatic, you know, almost epical shifts that are happening, that were already happening. So in many ways, we were we were ahead of the curve, Sam. Uh, we just we just put it uh, alongside the turbocharge that happened because of the pandemic. We kind of hit the gas and we went into turbocharge light speed. And so digital transformation of exec ed, let me just give you some examples. We launched a whole set of new digital certificates, both on the themes and topics like leading and managing in virtual teams. That's an easy one to access, but many others that uh, companies and employees, leaders were looking for, uh, but we were able to do it in multiple different ways. Uh, that is to say, deliver it also in a digital way, uh, asynchronous, synchronous, hybrid, uh, using different types of platforms. You know, we're on Zoom here, but we use a dozen different platforms in order to make these uh, experiences really interactive and live, really um, exciting and inspiring, engaging. And so it's not only the content, but the delivery that we have transformed uh, in this world where we can't be in person doing executive education. So we see ourselves as partners uh, of, our, of our companies that we work with and helping them see the incredible opportunities for empowering their own employees, even in these difficult times, because we have the content as well as the delivery capabilities uh, for the 21st century, for this pandemic world that we're living in. And uh, if our listeners and readers want to find out, uh, find out more about these things you've been talking about uh, and follow up with you guys, uh, how can they do so? If they could just, uh, you know, lock in Thunderbird Executive Education and they'll go right to it. Uh, we're the number one school for global management. We're part of Arizona State University, which is the number one school for innovation. So that combination you get nowhere else in the world, Sam. And we've delivered that in every part of what we've been doing, um, uh, both before, but certainly accelerated uh, during the pandemic. We have embraced that set of principles of leadership and action that I've been sharing that we believe really has to be the way we go forward in every single organization, uh, firm, um, and society for that matter. Sanjeev, you've been a fantastic guest. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Sam. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HRD Live podcast. Following a short hiatus over the summer, we are now once again releasing new episodes on a regular basis. So make sure to subscribe via your preferred platform. Finally, remember to head over to hrdconnect.com for more insights and analysis on the future of work. Until next time, goodbye.